You're listening to the Swap Mono Live podcast show brought to you by our friends at OGO. OGO has been around for three decades, but it was in 2001 that the brand forever changed the way we think about gear bags. With never seen before features like specific storage compartments for your boots, helmets, gear, and more, the OGO 9800 is the most popular gear bag in motocross. Visit ogeopowersports.com. Hey, you're listening to the Swap Moto Live podcast, and I'm joined this week by my friend and neighbor, uh, Red Bull KTM's Marvin Muscan. So, hey, neighbor, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Done. So, um, you spend so much of your time now in Florida at, at Alden's place. It's uh, It seems kind of rare for me to see you in the neighborhood, but um, how long are you here for now? Actually, I've been here for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it's actually nice to 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 get back to here in California. We, like you said, we spend a lot of time in Florida, uh, and um, it's so much different being here. But um, you know, with Vegas um, and uh, right before New York, we had a weekend off. So mm-hmm. uh, and then so I've been you know staying here for for a little change and um, and towards outdoors. Um, it was good to be around the team. Yeah. Um, the good thing is uh, we're able to uh, to rent some tracks, and uh, I think the tracks just ju- just for us as uh, the, like the pro teams, and and it's been good. You know, uh, mm-hmm. like today I just came back from riding uh, Glen Helen, and it was only uh, pro teams, and uh, and yeah, a couple weeks here in California. Um, we have uh, Hangtown and then Paula, so mm-hmm. we'll stay until Paula, and then we'll go back to Florida. Cool. So you bought your uh, you bought this house a few years ago here in California, but. With the change in the way the team works and so much time in Florida, have you have you bought a new place in Florida now, or are you are you still renting an apartment out there? No, we rented for just a year. Okay, uh, me and my wife Matilda. Um, there was in 2015, my last mm-hmm. year on 250, and obviously I didn't know how it was going to be uh, in Florida. Yeah, uh, the training with Alden, they're living in Florida, and uh, yeah, everything went good the first year, so we stayed there, and uh, we keep on. Uh, training with Alden, and uh, we bought a place uh, the year after. So, yeah, actually, two houses is yeah. uh, it's not easy sometimes. It, it's practical because you know you, you when you go to California or you go to Florida, you, you go to your own house. So yeah, uh, this definitely. is really cool. So there's no plans of uh, selling this place or no, no. Like I said, we actually yeah we spend more time in Florida, but we stay we stay here the whole month of uh, February mm-hmm. and like right now like almost a month here so here and there and when it's time for Washougal we're going to come back here for like two weeks or something mm-hmm. so yeah we do spend some time here in October for like Monster Cup we stay here and stuff like that so it's awesome to, to have your own place uh, on both coat you know who watches your house for you while you're away from each house well, good thing like uh, I have good neighbors, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Florida and California, so um, uh, we know them uh, pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, obviously, if I need anything, I can call you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, your uh, your your buddy, the BMX racer, lives around the corner from me. Joris. Yeah, yeah I always see him now around the corner from my house. I think he does sprints there yes, or something. I does. always see him <laughs> on the side of my house. I'm like, hey. I know. He, um, yeah, I actually come. Uh, I go. Uh, watch him sometimes do, do his sprint slabs and stuff and uh it's always cool to hang out and mm-hmm. and see him you know do that it, it's impressive and and yeah he's my friend we don't spend much time to you know together like like we just talk about it we don't i don't spend much time here in california but when i do uh, i try to hang out with him yeah where do you like spending time better 
there's more things to do here in California. Yeah. So it's actually uh, pretty nice out here. Florida, we live like central Florida. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if you want to do, uh, I mean, you have, you have a couple of things to do in, in Orlando, but uh, with all the training and stuff, you, yeah, you stay home, you go to Baker's factory, you yeah. do your training and, and that's about it. Uh, it goes by pretty quick uh, during the week on like weekends off or stuff it's uh it's kind of hard i mean you 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 gotta drive farther if you want to go to the beach or something in florida or do anything else and we don't know much people there uh here we have more uh friends and um kind of like family i want to say with with frankie and 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 the kids and stuff so um yeah it's so much different uh, the the, the living over there and here in california is it uh is there less to do there or is it just the things to do there are crazy? Cause I mean, I know in Florida I've, I've gone on those. Have you taken a ride on one of those, those boats with the big fan on the back? Yeah, I did. That in the Everglades. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. But like there's that and there's all those crazy yeah. crocodile and reptiles. No, for sure. There's, there's things to do. Um, but you got to drive farther uh, where we live in Claremont by Orlando. Uh, you know, it's, it's right in the middle of Florida. Um, you know, like I said, if you want to go to Tampa or like on the other side, Daytona Beach or, so, or like whatever, you it's it's a longer longer drive. You know, at least over an hour, an hour and a half. So, and uh, when you train in Florida, you think about training only. I feel like um, yeah. it's not like I, I don't do think about training here in California, but it's um, it's 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 all a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but the good thing also in Florida, you uh, it's only 25 minutes uh, from my house to the track. Mm-hmm. Um, here in California, you kind of have to drive uh, a little bit more if you want to go to Glen Helen or Pala. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's easier to do other things here and go to the beach or like Newport, Laguna. It, it's closer here. Yeah. What I know that Mathilde, you know, she's with you every day at the track and her life is motocross as well, but... Does she like California better as well? Because there's more for her to do. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. But uh, she's very into it, and uh, yeah, she gave hundred uh, percent to her time uh, for me for the, the the training, the racing, and uh, yeah, we do everything together. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's um, it's been uh, it's been a crazy uh, crazy ride, crazy journey uh, together. And we moved together now. Uh, it's eight years ago a little mm-hmm. bit over eight years so it's going to be uh nine years and uh it's uh yeah we did it together mm-hmm. and uh i know it's gonna it's not gonna last you know forever so we give 100 percent into it i try to reach uh our main goal is to win a, yeah. a 450 championship so and you good. guys have been together since you're a teenager right yeah i met Mathilde. that was um 14 years old paris <laughs> paris supercross and um yeah, to be honest, uh, yeah, when I first met her, I was, uh, yeah, almost in love right away. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, but I mean, it's when you're a kid like that, it's uh, it's easy when you <laughs> when you see a beautiful girl, you yeah. know. But uh, but anyway, I um, yeah, I was definitely um, try to contact her right away after that, and mm-hmm. you know, was back in a, the day, it was, was no her, social media. So was her brother a racer or something? Or how did yes, you Antoine, her brother. Um, still race uh, and then he was racing 85 so same as me i was i was uh, on 85 when i so met matilda <laughs> you guys met when you're on mini bikes yes wow yeah yeah and then um and then yeah we uh i can't say we were dating like you guys say in america because yeah. you when you're 14 or 15 years old it's hard to do that but yeah the, um we first kissed uh we're 15 wow so yeah man so been together time, since huh? 15 years old 
Did you uh, did you ever think right away that that was the one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I had yeah. been your first girlfriend. I mean, it, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't think about uh, you know any other girls at this time for sure. I was uh, I was so in love and uh, I mean it was it was great. I mean when you're a kid like that it was great. But and then after that you know I was uh, just thinking about racing and she started following me when uh, when we were uh, 17 years old and mm-hmm. and, and 80, 18 years old and uh, my first GP year was. Uh, Actually, yeah, the European Championship on twenty on two on two fifty was in in seventeen, um, and uh, and then she was yeah trying to to follow me. We're not obviously uh, living together, but then uh, in two thousand and eight we uh, we started living together and then mm-hmm. going to all the GPs together. Nice, is you know you see some couples, and uh, you know there's some where the wife is just at the races and you know, not an active part of the race program, but I think Mathilde could probably like tell you if you're riding great or bad or she'd probably tell you your suspension's off or something, right? It seems like she knows everything. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually, yeah, it's funny to mention that because especially in Florida, um, it's, yeah, basically Alden, uh, Mathilde, um, me and my practice mechanic, and mm-hmm. obviously Joel, my practice mechanic, he, he sees me every every day over there, and and try to learn year after year. And uh, but yeah, Mathilde also sees me every single day riding my dirt bike, and so she can see, and she knows me so really well. Um, so yeah, she, I mean, it's not like yeah, she she knows about suspensions and stuff, but yeah. she can see some stuff and she, uh, could, she could read your emotions exactly stuff anything. like that exactly and then uh definitely yes yeah, she can tell stuff to uh, to frankie or even ian <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's got to make it so much easier like it's the hardest thing i think about racing in your profession and even the mechanics and stuff is the travel right so when you're traveling with your wife it's it's you're not really away from home yeah i mean uh I've seen a lot of riders uh, traveling by themselves, getting in a rental car by himself, themselves, and uh, stuff like that. I mean, they are they used to it, and I'm used to be uh, with Mathilde, and I don't like to be by, by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm just not used to it, and that's how I I grew up. But that's how I uh, started racing too. And like I said earlier, I moved to the U.S. with Mathilde, and uh, and we are into that the, the the racing and and my job together. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and it helps me a lot. I mean, it's uh, I don't have to to think about um, little thing that can bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, have and you great. gone to a, a race in the U.S. without her? Um, no. Yeah, it would throw you off, right? Mm, yeah, I mean, even even when I go to a practice track and she's not here, you know, sometimes she 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 misses the the training and uh, like here and there, like one day here and there, but it's. Yeah, I think about it. It's a, it's a little mm-hmm. different, but uh, obviously I'm a <laughs> I'm I'm big enough, you yeah, know, yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah. to deal by myself. But anyway, it's uh, yeah, it's funny. Nice. Hey, uh, so the knee injury that you suffered prior to the to the season, you know, I, remember I saw you at, at the Paris Supercross and you're in the knee brace. Um, how serious was that? Well, I. I told my PCL like two years ago uh, during outdoors when I was leading the championship um, right before Mount Morris. So since that, I've been doing pretty good. But I 
because of that, I have a lot of play in the knee. So it's I've been dealing with it, and it's mm-hmm. been okay. But um, l- yeah, last year I've been doing when I started boot camp. Uh, um, my knee shift, you know, in in the air when I was riding, and uh, and I felt something moving, and and actually I damaged the meniscus at this at this point, mm-hmm. and then, and then it blocked my knee, like it was a piece of meniscus floating in, in inside the knee, and it would block my knee, and I couldn't do anything. Oh, like lock I, it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean not lock it fully, lock it, but I couldn't extend it uh, completely or bend it all the way, and I couldn't mm-hmm. walk and stuff. So I was able to like get it to like to move around and then and then to get it released but but it happens like three times so um my surgeon suggests to uh, take a little break to try to let it heal mm-hmm. and it worked I, it was like like that for three weeks I, I let it heal for three weeks do therapy and i got back on the bike it was okay the first day second day okay and then the third day third day it happened again mm-hmm. the, the exact same thing so i had to get to get a little little surgery it was december mm-hmm. 10th Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're running out of time, and you you need to get it um get it removed. It's not like yeah. I, I need to get it fixed, and I needed to get that little piece that was floating and blocking yeah. the knee removed. So, there's no way that he could have um, like sutured the meniscus. It yeah. would take so many weeks to to heal. Um, so there was no options on that. So mm-hmm. he just went in there, and it was a little piece of meniscus uh, floating, and uh, took it out, just and it was out, huh? good from there. Yeah, because I remember in, when I saw you in Paris, you said we're just gonna let it heal. Yeah, exactly. And then you yeah, had that surgery was, later. Yeah. yeah, I was wondering because you know how like uh, top guys in the sport, you know, and they're hurt. It's very secretive and everything. Yeah. Why, why do you think is that? Like in other sports, they're pretty open about injuries and stuff. Is it to not give up a mental advantage or? Yeah, it's there is something like that for sure. Um, you just kind of want to keep it secret, but. Yeah, I mean, you don't really know if it changed anything, but yeah, yeah. You, for yourself too, you don't want to say too much. But yeah. when it's, uh, but after when you when you get back a hundred percent and stuff, and the season is done, you you kind of want to, yeah, talk about it. You know, you. Yeah. I think I think yeah, people like to to know, you know, the deep inside story and uh, see exactly what happened. Uh, mm-hmm. But there, yeah. Everybody, I feel like, has a lot of issues and a lot of injury here and there. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely not easy. And uh, I was lucky enough to that it happened during boot camp. I know it's really important to get through boot camp healthy and, and prepared for the season. But I had no choice, and uh, I did what I had to do. Um, mm-hmm. And luckily, I was <laughs> I was okay to ride for Anaheim. Yeah. Um, December 10th, you had the surgery. Um, by what round of the series this year would you say you were back to 100%? Uh, Oakland. Oakland was mm-hmm. uh, was definitely good. Um, even the weekend before was Anaheim 2. Mm-hmm. And right before Anaheim 2, we had a lot of rain. And, uh, and I was struggling... I think Anaheim too was right after um, Phoenix, and Phoenix I had a good race going on and good main, but I couldn't keep pushing. Like I was like the the, the pressure in the in in every single jump, so like especially in the, in the rhythm sections was mm-hmm. was pushing like in the knee, and it was hurting me, and uh, it was de- very difficult for me to to keep pushing. So it was a bummer. But then 
then after that like we got a lot of rain here in florida and uh, uh sorry in california and actually the, the other guys uh they went back to florida for riding and i stayed here and and i didn't ride all week mm-hmm. and um and that helped me more than than try to ride yeah. and try to irritate more than the knee it was not a good uh, good option so we um I had a physio with me actually here staying at my house from friends and mm-hmm. he was helping me with exercises and therapy and all that stuff and we decided not to ride with Alden as well and and it was a good thing like I got back on the bike f- like Saturday morning at Hanaheim and and I felt really good because I had no pain and that yeah that is huge when when you have a, a like an injury and you ride pain free and man it it changes so much. So I was feeling really good. The thing is, it was three main events, so it was, it was, it was hard. Um, but I got it through, and, and it was it was really good. So so Anaheim two was was already good, but um, Oakland was uh, mm-hmm. really really good. Um, I know a lot of fuss has been made about you know Cooper joining the team, and uh, I did an interview with him, uh, you know, to kind of debut our website. We did this big interview, and he. He told me a lot of stuff that I was like, wow, he said some cool things. But he said when he came onto the team, uh, <laughs> I think he said Alden was like, look, one of the first days was like, look, look, dude, you know, you're the new guy. You got to earn your respect here. And uh, this is the way we do it. And, and you're going to have to do it this way and stuff. And he said that he approached you and said, hey, you know, let's put the past in the past and, and all that. So, I mean, did that happen the way that he's explaining it to me? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, you know, uh, yeah, Cooper is uh, is a tough racer, tough uh, competitor, um, and uh, yeah, we had we had crazy battle uh, together on two fifty already, and mm. uh, and a little bit on on the four, on four fifty two uh, once in Supercross, once in outdoors. Um, and and yeah, I mean it's yeah, yeah like joining the, the the team. I mean it, it it don't bother me. You know he he deserve he deserved the, the the spot. You know he mm-hmm. uh, um, he's trying to 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 find a, a new place and uh, um, and I think he needed it for sure. It, it shows and and the program with Alden really helped and mm-hmm. but yeah like like you said for sure when you join um, Alden's uh, program and the group. It, I mean we we know like Jason. Um, Zach, uh, myself, it was Brock last year, but yeah, it, it's not like you 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 joining and you're like, hey, I'm gonna do whatever I want and stuff. <laughs> you, I mean, you know, you know, you gotta re- respect uh, yeah. um, each person um, and follow the program too. But I think I think he knew that. Um, you know, Alden didn't have you know to tell him about it. I think, uh, but uh, but the contact was between him and me you definitely uh definitely needed to to be uh to be i would say organized or something like that you know mm-hmm. we needed to to talk a little bit before and uh, and i was good at the end of the day you know we we here to uh to do our job we uh, we get paid to represent uh, the brand and uh to race hard mm-hmm. you know um i think uh not denver Houston, I, I was in your pit, and I was asking Frankie, I go, how is it between the two guys? And he goes, it's great, because they get along fine and everything. And I think Houston was where you guys banged yes. into each other. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I wonder what it's like now. But, I mean, you know, everybody involved said things were great. 
early in the season. Did tensions erupt later on? Like, did it get a little tense? Because, I mean, that triple clown was pretty gnarly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, and that that's normal, especially when you're first and second in points. Yeah. Um, teammate or not teammate, there there is tension. But teammate uh, in the same track and stuff, it's it's not easy. I mean, if you like I just said, I you do your own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you have your own mechanic. You 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 talk to your to your mechanic. You talk to to the team manager. Obviously, we're not gonna talk that together. Me and Coop for sure. We, yeah. I mean, when you when you're racing and you're competitor like that, it's uh, you want to beat the other guy. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, Houston was. Uh, I didn't expect the reaction from Cooper, like like like, like the reaction he uh, he uh, he had, mm-hmm. because that that's exactly how he he react, you know, um, already uh, uh, like the last round of outdoors last year, you know, you 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 pass the guy, but he's reacting like crazy, you know, like he wants to, even though he's like slower or whatever than than you, you know, he I think when I passed him. Um, uh, in Houston, he he kind of freaked out and uh, he felt like he was in danger and and yeah, I mean that that's he he yeah he he hit me a little bit here and there like twice and then and then he hit me a third time and pushed me off the track. But you know I don't want to I don't want to complain or or, mm-hmm. or 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 cry about it. I've I should have done differently. I should have uh, you know protect myself more or or be a little faster. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've said that many times. It's it's not always the the fastest guy that wins the race, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but anyway, it's um, yeah. Me and Cooper, we uh, we say hi to each other. You know, we have to to respect each other. But mm-hmm. then uh, you know, on the track, you obviously it's uh, you you give your best and then try to be the other guy. Mm. So when he's in California, you guys aren't going and getting pink barrier together. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean it. No, it's it, this is not easy. And like I said, also, I mean, especially when you when you battling when you know you're gonna battle for mm-hmm. for first, for second, or third. You know, it, it's not easy. Um, yeah, if the guy would have been in 250 class or or like fifth or tenth in a 450, it's it's always different. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, you know, you've got David Willman helping you, and uh, I I really enjoy listening to him the way he breaks things down and and uh analyzes things and even the way he explains things to his riders you know um what's been the funnest thing about working with him Mm, there's a lot of things about (laughs) (laughs) dv um i mean first of all i i um i've known dv since i'm uh 10 years old (laughs) i mean none (laughs) it's I was I was a big fan when I was a kid and uh, yeah if you want to talk about it I I I uh, we exchanged jersey when I was ten years old in Paris oh, yeah? Supercross so mm-hmm. and he put my jersey on and I put his on so it was pretty funny but anyway uh, you know I um, you know moving to the U S um, you know DV is is you know somebody very unique <laughs> very special so but he has change uh since he's been racing mm-hmm. uh, and you know it's been uh, maybe two or three years i've been working with dylan and uh you know i talked to dylan i talked to dv a little bit i see them on the, on the racetrack and 
I see what they do, you know, together with the training, with the technique and stuff. So that's what, uh, that's why I really feel like DV was helping Dylan, and I felt like I needed a little bit of help, um, mm-hmm. you know, and have a outside, you know, a, another eye, you know, and on, on the track, on on me, on my technique. Um, and DV is all about right now with the technique, you know, nothing else. And uh, he watched me ride and try to work on corners, on whoops and stuff. And but mainly at the first thing was uh, working on the on the whoops and and mm-hmm. see what he could, uh, you know, help me with. You know, I think for him to just tell you to do certain things in the whoops, I mean, he's a lot taller than you, right? Yeah. I mean, so a little easier for a taller guy. <laughs> He'll tell you there's nothing to do with the height. height. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but he never showed me how to go through whoops with tennis shoes, though. Yeah. I thought he would, I heard but about that. No, I heard no, that story he never before. did. Cool. Well, hey, let's take a uh, quick break here from our sponsors that make this podcast possible, and we'll be right back. For over six decades, Scott Motorsports has pushed the limits of innovation, providing our customers with the most advanced technology available. Scott is honored to be the exclusive eyewear sponsor of the Swap Moto Live podcast. Athletes such as Chad Reed, Justin Barja, and myself, Adam Ciantrillo, require the best performance, which is why we choose the Scott Prospect Goggle. Recognized as the number one goggle in racing, Scott is proud to be made in the USA. Check out scott-sports.com and see their complete line of high-performance goggles. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my intense primer and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So, yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails. Or if you want to go a bit further, longer and faster, they, they just brought out a new Taser e-bike, which is, uh, yeah, everyone's given the double thumbs up on. So head down to your local Intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at IntenseCycles.com. Check it out, guys. Hi, uh, I'm Mitch Payton from Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki team, and I uh, just want to give a shout out to Throttle Syndicate. Um, it's a new name, but it's the same company that's been around for uh, 30 years. We've been with them since the very beginning in 1991, and they're a big part of why our bikes always look the way they do. We're really proud to have them involved, and hopefully they have a good year. Visit ThrottleSyndicate.com to view the full range of customizable graphic kits, gripper seat covers, sticker kits, and more. Use promo code SWATMOTOLIVE at checkout for a 20% discount off your order. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey Swap Moto listeners, this is Zach Osborne, rider for the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna factory racing team. I love my FC 450 race bike, but I also love the FC 350. It has the handling of a 250 and the power of a 450, making it the perfect bike for both professional and amateur riders. Right now, Husqvarna Motorcycles is giving Swap Moto listeners 1,500 reasons to get a brand new FC350. Hurry into your local authorized Husqvarna Motorcycles dealer to find out more on the limited time offers available to get you on the track today. 
What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota of Escondido Action Sports team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the Action Sports Special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Okay, so let's do a little bench racing then. You know, you're obviously wrapped up in the 450 championship hunt. Did you pay much attention to the 250 classes? This or, year? Yeah, or not really. Or... Oh, yeah, I do. I mean... Uh, obviously, Dylan was... Yeah, because Dylan was racing um, on the West Coast, and uh, and they raced right before us. So, yeah. obviously, we are always watching the 250 and uh, um, getting ready for for like gate pick and stuff so and then when you get settled you always watch them so mm-hmm. uh yeah i did pay attention for sure so were you as like or did you like on the line could you follow what was going on in the 250 main at uh vegas oh was- yeah i mean i feel like every year is the same we are all standing on this on the starting line with no bikes i mean we're all we want to watch you know we don't wait yeah. on the back of stuff we are on the starting line standing up and we watch the big screen we try to watch the the track and what's going on so it's been i mean for you for me four years racing 450 and mm-hmm. every single year in vegas you try to try to watch the 450 and uh, the 250 and and it's always pretty crazy and and once again this year it was a crazy one with dylan leading like right away the first lap and Actually, I was I was already I was not out there. I was in the truck, mm-hmm. and Matilda had the, her phone with the race on, yeah. and Matilda said Dylan's leading like right away. I'm like, are you serious? Like Dylan never take good starts, you know. He's yeah. always fifth, sixth, you know. And I'm like, man, for the last one, he got the whole shot. That's that's amazing. Then I went out there and I was watching, and yeah, AC was maybe like fourth, mm-hmm. and then he crashed, and I mean, it's. You're like, you're like, wow, that yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's he's leading right now. He's gonna win the championship, and you see AC with handlebar, all you know, sideways and stuff, and he can't get going, and it's over. You're like, are you serious? Like, yeah. how's that possible? It was like a fairy tale story for Dylan. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. But he had a Dylan had a good year. Mm-hmm. AC had a fantastic year, um, and Dylan was many times second mm-hmm. uh, ac would always get better starts i feel like speed wise they were close mm-hmm. very very close uh, and better than the other guys so it was really hard for for them to make a big points you know mm-hmm. it would o- always pretty much been uh first and second yeah. um so yeah and especially when they have like what seven races yeah, uh, it's not a not a big championship, um, so it was hard to to catch up for for Dylan or make up points for AC. Yeah, was it exciting for you to watch him win, being your buddy from your home country and all? Yeah, for sure. Uh, especially with DV as a trainer, uh, mm-hmm. I know them, uh, you know, pretty well right now. Um, so I was really yeah, I was really happy for him for sure. Congratulate him uh, right after 
Um, but then you, yeah, once again, you standing on a starting line and you're like, well, I got a race now, you know, you yeah. kind of, <laughs> you know, you get caught in it and exciting mm-hmm. to see them and, uh, you're like a spectator, Yeah. but then you get a race right after. So, uh, it's very, very unique in Vegas every yeah. year. Hey, how does it work with DV, um, being out here and you spending the bulk of your time in Florida? Does he come out there once in a while? Yeah, he came to Florida like twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish he could have come more time, but uh, and more often, spend more time together uh, working on technique and uh, and adjust my program. You know, Alden gives me the the lap count, and but when I, when I have DV, I like to uh, to adjust a little bit and make sure I do the lap count, but add some technique and mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that. DV uh, always like to kind of like do other things on the track, uh, make a different track on the track, you know what I'm yeah. saying, on the current yeah. track. Uh, you know, go go through the whoops backwards and stuff like that. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. So mm-hmm. we got to do that. Obviously, the, uh, actually the very first time he came to Florida, that's when I hurt my knee. So that was a, that was a bummer. Um, but yeah, uh, well, yeah, we have next year still. Yeah. It's funny to hear you say that you hired – DV to help you with your technique because your technique has always been your strong point. You know, you're very precise and deliberate with uh, what you do on the bike. Yeah, but I, what I wanted is more like to have a, a person like DV to watch me ride and to remind me things and mm-hmm. to to tell me lines that maybe I don't see. Uh, you can watch other riders if they do anything else. Uh anything different or better or bad you know you never know but that's why i wanted dv mm-hmm. um he has a really good eye uh, I, I really like how he uh you say how he explains uh mm-hmm. technique and and stuff so uh yeah the yeah. things he comes up with the way he explains things in english are awesome mm-hmm. i can only imagine how good it is in french oh yeah i mean <laughs> it's yeah dv is very funny Huh? He's very he's, funny. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a cracker. So, that too, you know, when we we do track walk, it, it's funny because sometimes he's like super super serious, but me and Dylan are kind of like laughing sometimes. Uh-huh. You know, like you're like, come on, like, <laughs> like are you gonna be like that? Like right now, you know? Yeah. Like so, so it's funny, but um, it also brings uh, you know, good atmosphere mm-hmm. like. Um, you know, it's uh, definitely definitely different with DV, and uh, and I like it. Yeah. Uh, this weekend, Hangtown Outdoor Series opener. Uh, how do you feel about 450 motocross? You're obviously your knees better. You're healthy. You have good momentum because you're you've been winning. Um, what's it going to take for you to uh, dethrone Tomac? Well, just um, a very consistent season, even though last year was pretty consistent. Um, um, that That's my goal. It, w- it was my goal, you know, the, the year before to be more consistent, but um, came close and because uh, mm-hmm. Tomek was very strong. So this year I want to be one more time, you know, very consistent. Um, with more wins, <laughs> yeah. I had a couple last year in outdoors, but uh, 
but obviously not enough and um but I feel good, you know. Obviously uh got third in, in Supercross and um and it's good to start a new series and have, you know, one another goal and another series is is exciting right now. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you you ride and test with the same guys all year long. When you made the switch to motocross riding and testing, did the same guys shine the same way or did like you know, are you better at outdoors than Supercross or vice versa? In the team, you mean? Yeah, within the guys that you ride with, you know, Zach. And oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's uh, no, that's a good question, but I don't see, I don't think, I don't see any difference. Uh, yeah. Even though outdoors is is a lot different than Supercross, we, uh, I don't know, we try to beat the other guy even in practice, you know, in Florida. So it's been it's been good. We we push each other. Um, we are here also together here in, in California, so we get to see the other guys' lap times and mm-hmm. stuff, and we try to compare and, and try to be the best as well with the testing included with the team. So we had a few days in, in Florida already mm, during the, the Supercross season, mm-hmm. try to get used to the, the speed and outdoor suspensions and stuff. It's so much uh, different. Yeah, is that <coughs> is that a strange transition to go from super stiff stuff to... Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Um when you check sag, you know, you stand on the bike and you do little little jumps, you know, on on the bike standing up and and the, the suspensions move so much compared to supercross. Yeah. That's the the biggest difference uh when you when you jump on the outdoor bike. Um when you ride, yeah, it's so much faster riding outdoors in Florida. We have two tracks, one a little slower than the other, but we started riding on on the fast one and uh but it's cool. You, it's cool to to open the throttle and and go faster than the supercross track. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Um, what what's the biggest difference with your bike setup for outdoors besides the suspension? Um, do you change the power band much? The mapping and all that? Um, yeah, cams we change a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but not much. And and the gearing, mm-hmm. but nothing, that, that's about it. Nothing crazy like different no. bars or no, actually. It, it, I, yeah, mainly suspensions and a little bit engine. Yeah. All right. So uh, I think your your contract's up this year, right? Yep. Um, you, you <laughs> wouldn't tell me anyway, but any hints? Or, <laughs> no, 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 for sure. Progress? We already. Yeah, 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 for sure. We uh, we already uh, we already work on it, and uh, you know, I know I have so much you know support from Austria, KTM, and mm-hmm. and here uh, KTM USA and and Red Bull so I've been it's been 10 years like yeah. like this year so I've been at KTM since my first year in GP so uh pretty unique special and uh and yeah we're, we're going to continue together oh you have you resigned yet then not yet but not yet. yeah we're definitely working on yeah yeah that's my intention and uh and KTM as well so yeah um it'd yeah, be, it'd be I mean even though the first time I heard of you you were on a Honda Mm-hmm. You know, but it'd, it'd be so strange to change brands at this stage in the game, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you always think about it for sure. Yeah. Um, when you sign for two years and you're done and you got to renew your contract, you know, it's you always think about it. You you look at other teams and stuff, but at the end, when I see where I come from, what, what KTM has done for me and mm-hmm. and all that, it's I always said it's like a family. and. Yeah. Uh, I've always been impressed with how their mindset is building new bikes 
every two years yeah. coming up with like i don't know new frame new plastics mm -hmm. designs and stuff it's it's amazing to see the factory editions and stuff i really impressed um also when i see them uh, in motor gp now with a f with two full teams in motor mm -hmm. gp is, is impressive and they work so hard so definitely uh definitely love the brand when they do a a factory edition that's radically different um as the elite factory rider are you involved at all in the r&d of it or is it developed by the team the r&d team and then presented to you uh no i have nothing to do with it they just mm -hmm. obviously put uh stickers and stuff and and they should have had they had the the 25 on it also very special and yeah. I'm, i'm really happy with that it's super cool um but no I, all the r&d they, they do that probably uh, over in uh in austria and, and also here in the u.s so uh, so by the time you actually ride the new bike it's pretty much set right mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure have you ever gotten on a new bike and gone whoa dude you need to change this um well like you like you said they do they do so much testing before um but but we always do on the like like end of the year or something we always uh try to like a new chassis or so. i remember with the bike that i have now mm -hmm. we raced it two years ago in vegas mm -hmm. and but we didn't have that like the plastic the new plastic and stuff so it was like a hybrid version yeah. of the the new bike and that's when i won the monster cup and it was um then but that was cool i mean you, you it's you see the difference you feel the difference and and it's super exciting mm -hmm. uh they do so much work and but uh to be honest yeah they do the development and, and r&d over in austria mm -hmm. so it's it's morris right mm? yep <laughs> ryan yeah morris ryan yeah ryan morris uh goes to austria sometimes and spend a few days and they have a few riders over there yeah and i I know I talked to Ryan about it many times and man he's like cooked when he's done after like a day or two and and then they drive to another country to yeah. ride another track and sometimes it's like snowing or raining and then sunshine the next week or something and man he he, he does a lot I mean that's a lot of work and uh that's good yeah hey uh getting away from the racing part um so what was like Two, mo two months ago, maybe, maybe three, but Alden invited me to come out and do the the mountain bike when you guys got your new uh, Turbo Levos, yes. and I came out on my old bike, and <laughs> it was too slow, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I saw I saw you guys, I think you posted you and Matilda up in the mountains the other day on the on the mountain bike. Yeah, so now Matilda is able to come with me every time I go on a mountain mm -hmm. bike, so that's pretty awesome. Um, obviously here in California, I'm, I'm by myself, you know, I just yeah. go out from, from my house and, and so you Skyline Bedford? or Bedford, Bedford. but oh. Bedford on, on electric bike is, yeah. is awesome. You know, yeah. I, I just put on the first level, uh, the eco mode and mm -hmm. Mathilde uses the turbo mode. <laughs> yeah. So obviously she kills me and, but it makes me, you know, work hard, a little harder to, to, to follow her and. But it's awesome. We get to do that together. And, mm -hmm. and I like to see her on the bike. Uh, and she made so much progress because you go up the hill, but you got to go down the you hill. Come down, yeah. And it's super rocky, but that one, those, well, one part of Bedford's really rocky. And yeah, yeah, very rocky. So, 
We uh yeah, she finally got some uh, protection from uh hundred uh-huh. percent, uh knee guards, elbow guards and stuff and uh like knee pads I would say. Um but those Levos specialized, I mean they they are awesome. amazing and yeah. uh actually Matilda is using Alden's ones so uh <laughs> he knows about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we have you know, great support from specialized and uh like you and it's it's mm-hmm. amazing and we get to to enjoy, you know, our job because that, yeah. that that's my job to, to go out and do cardio and and be in, in shape so definitely very enjoyable when we were out that day um you know alden was explaining to me that the pedal assist bike is good because you guys can control your heart rate uh you know with the with the assist so when you go out on the bike what is your regimen are you trying to stay like base level or are you trying to do intervals on it? And how do well, you it depends. That? It depends uh, which days. Um, yeah. Alden would give me maybe some intervals sometimes, mm-hmm. and other times I just have to respect uh, like a zone. Yeah. Um, of my heart rate. Um, obviously, right behind behind the house, Bedford uh, Trails is super steep and and it goes pretty high. So I usually yeah, climb for uh, like forty five minutes, and mm-hmm. and and then I get down. So. Um, I I really like to stay in the zone and just keep going and be uh, be consistent. Yeah, obviously that that's how you are when you're racing and when you're on on the on the motorcycle, uh, um, especially outdoors. You know when you do uh, 30 minutes, you know it's a uh, it's a long time, and obviously your heart rate may be a little bit higher than what it is on the bicycle mm-hmm. um, right now. But uh, but it's a good training. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome that she gets to go with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that that's what I think is so cool about those things is it allows people to join yeah. the fun. I know. Um, the other day we were up in, in Skyline, and I was ahead of Mathilde, and uh, right by the, you know, the Skyline ball over there. Yeah, the Doppler. Yeah, and then it, it was a, the guy on the side, you know, taking a, like a break, and and he said something, and I didn't understand, and Mathilde said, Mathilde, did you hear what he said? I said, no. I said, what? He said that he said, "Oh, that's cheating." Yeah. Cuz he saw Mathilde on, on the yeah. electric bike and uh, Mathilde wanted to turn around and talk <laughs> to him, you know. Like, "Have you ever tried those?" Like, "What would you say that?" I mean, Yeah. So, but it's funny, yeah, we uh when I when I ride these things, yeah, people would say or comment, you know, on Instagram, oh, yeah. "Yeah, it's it's cheating. cheating. Like, why would you use that?" But you can get your heart rate up, you know, oh, with yeah. those things too. If, yeah. You know, you go up the hill and you use eco mode. But man, I mean, I think the the people that tell us stuff about that it's um, it's they they never tried it before. Yeah. That's yeah, that's why. Know. You know, you should start saying to them, "I do this." Is like if the, the, any time you pass one, they say, "Oh, cheater bike" or whatever. I'll look at them and I'll go, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could beat you on my regular bike." <laughs> <laughs> and then they don't say much. Yeah. But um, well, man, uh. Okay, so it is uh, Monday, right? Yep. Um, what's your routine like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday before the race? Um, do you continue to train and ride or do you kind of yes. save your energy? Yeah, yeah. Well, we had a weekend off, so Saturday, Sunday uh, was off the bike for sure. Yeah. We do. I did some cardio and cycling and stuff, but no riding uh, dirt bike. Um, but, yeah, we're out at Glen Helen today. We go back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So it'll be Monday, Tuesday. You guys have been renting the track then, right? Yes. Like, is, uh, it, is it some 
some other teams cooperate with you, right? And you guys also yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, all the Honda guys, um, Yamaha as well, mm-hmm. uh, and it's pretty cool. It was. It's not like we we've we've rented the track once, and it was only KTM, so it was only like four or five guys with the trolley guys but yeah but today it was good because it was all the honda guys like factory connection and mm-hmm. honda hrc whatever and and yamaha so it was a decent amount of uh guys and Oscarvana was there as well yeah um, it gets the track you know rough and um and there's enough people you know to, to break the track to yeah. break the track but not too many to i don't know run into somebody yeah. or stuff like that it's much much safer for you guys Yes, because unfortunately, uh, yeah, we've seen uh, you know many crashes with Henderson and Dean, myself at Paula up, up the up the hill over there on the big triple. I I landed on someone the no other way, day. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I think I on heard the about Monday. That, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was the first day of the year outdoors that I was riding there, and and we knew that we didn't really want to you know go on on public tracks, even though. We needed to, and and Paula is a good track, but it was pretty busy, and I tried to start riding around 1 p.m., so it's a little later, but yeah. it was still pretty busy, and I started a moto and tried to look pretty far ahead to see if someone was there, and I, and I see a guy, a poor guy was on a 125, and I don't know if he hit neutral or something, but it was a big triple step up of yeah. the hill, and... Um, I come into that that jump. I was still pretty far. I see him, but when I jump and landed, he, he was still there. So, <laughs> and I landed. Good thing I didn't hurt myself, and and he, he and he was okay because he basically ran away like super quick. And I was trying to wave at people coming out. Like Dylan was doing a model with me, and he was right yeah. behind. And I was scared he would land on on him or my bike, my bike, you know. But I landed so hard into his bike, I blew my radiator like my bike wouldn't start again like mm. we had to change everything so oh, wow yeah and after that i got you know we fixed the bike and went back out there and then the tabletop down there i i was i started another model <laughs> and and it was it was a guy um i think it was from england you know in vacation and riding and mm. unfortunately he went over the bars broke his femur he was laying down and i landed in between him and in the bike like oh. I, I got so lucky so yeah so it was it was a wild day. I bet. Wild day. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, that's why, that's why it's, obviously it's good to go to Paula and stuff, but when it's busy like that, you know, there's amateurs and, uh, it, it's a pro track, but, mm-hmm. you know, those guys, you know, like, like this guy I was talking about, you know, come from England and he wants to, to leave the American dream and, and ride on the pro track and stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, things like that happen. Um, so uh so that's why Glen Helen today was, a, yeah. was it was a good day we do it again tomorrow and getting ready for Hangtown we uh press day on Thursday I heard it might rain mm-hmm. so I don't know if we're going to do yeah, press day Thursday like or Friday low, we'll see There's like a decent low chance of rain like all through the weekend I think like yeah. maybe 40% or 30% Yeah I only heard it I didn't look I don't <laughs> want to look <laughs> we'll see how it goes but uh, anyway you know we I'm gonna give my best in, yeah. in any conditions and hang down in the mud. I I never seen it. I never, I mean I never raced hang down yeah. in the mud. So well, there was the one year, the John Dowd one. It was one moto. Really? Because it's so muddy. But hey, so I got to see you at the uh, the hundred percent goggle launch. Um, you're pretty involved in the development of that goggle, huh? Early well, on. yeah, a little bit. Uh, I tested it a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, 
actually, actually, the very first time I I went to the office down in San Diego and Mark and and Ludo they had the goggle in 3D printed. Oh. So you know a little bit heavy yeah, and yeah. stuff, but the foam was uh, was pretty good. And he just wanted to see if it would fit in the aero helmet. Mm-hmm. So I brought my helmet and put it on, and I was like, man, that's amazing, and it fit. And he was so pumped because mm-hmm. what if it didn't fit in the hair helmet you oh, know yeah, what i'm saying yeah, so yeah, yeah. so pretty stressful for them but they were super excited and uh, a lot of a development and uh, going into it and when you see the goggle it's uh, it's awesome I'm, I'm super happy and proud of uh, of them and, and the company mm-hmm. and i've been i've been with 100 percent since 2013 mm-hmm. so uh so yeah i'm 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 pumped to see a goggle like that and uh, excited for outdoors too. It's going to be super important for me to to wear the the Omega. Mm-hmm. And looking forward to it for sure. So you say that your uh, your intentions to stay on KTM and everything are all the other contracts up as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's uh, yeah. I always do do that with with Catherine and my agent is uh, is to yeah to have my my sponsors as. Uh, Contracts are, are the same as uh, the KTM, the bike, yeah. yeah, the bike, and uh, but yeah, I've been I've been happy, very happy with my sponsors. Uh, wearing Aero helmets since two thousand and nine. Mm. Um, uh, I've been with Thor since two thousand and thirteen. Uh, so yeah, very special Alpine yeah. Star boots forever. The Thor stuff, the 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 Thor stuff is getting a lot cooler lately. I think. Yeah, it's been maybe like two or three years that, um, and especially especially last year with the the new Prime Fit kit, mm-hmm. kit it was uh, not talking about the design, but uh, the material yeah, yeah. and the fitting is uh, pretty amazing. Love the jersey, love the pants. It's uh, stretched, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm been really happy with that, and and I like the company. Yeah. So the the cat gear was that your uh, influence no. or just just by chance? No 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 no. I, I me and Mathieu have nothing to do with the cat gear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about the? Uh, let's see. Have you you haven't raced in the shark or the lion yet, right? No, you actually just, not. I was. Um, I thought I would, but uh, I never did. Do you choose your gear, or do they just give it? to No, you? KTM has to approve the gear. Oh, okay. Yeah. Color so wise and, and stuff. Cooper were in a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, actually, like beginning of the year, me and Cooper had different colorway of gears, mm-hmm. but uh, the second half of the year we always run the, the same same color. Yeah. Um. Obviously, when when you team May, when you on the podium and stuff, it's it, it looks pretty cool. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, hey man, right on. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me over. Uh, looking forward to watching you race this weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, hey, our, our factory edition still has the number twenty fives on it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> What's your number? Mine? Yeah, I run forty eight. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah I've raced with I raced the twenty five though. But uh, do you still have your Kawi with forty eight? Mm-hmm. So you leave the forty eight on the Kawi then, and you leave the the twenty five no, no, on the KTM. Hey, I raced the KTM. <laughs> I raced the Husky. I raced the Husky with one. Okay. I felt like kind of a kook, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah, that's cool. That's right cool. on. All right, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. You've been listening to the Swap Moto Live podcast show presented by Ogio and hosted by my dad, Don Mera. Thanks for listening.